Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. Today's program is titled Vegan and Veg Teachings in Buddhism. Part of my ongoing occasional series devoted to veganism and the world religions. This program is really three podcasts in one. There is the occasional veg or vegan promoting podcast. In the past, I've done programs like Vegetarian Sayings of Jesus, the Vegetarian Apostles, and Scriptures of the original Jesus Movement, Loaves Without Fishes and Early Christian Writings, Tampering with Texts, Adding Fish to the Menu. Uh, Marcion actually was someone who tampered with early Christian manuscripts, and he was a pescatarian. Other shows in the Veg Vegan series, The Karmic Law of the Vegetarian Diet by Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. The Ebionites recognize those in India who worship one god or vegetarian and follow a peaceful ahimsa way of life. Earlier, I did a program called The Vegetarianism of Guru Nanak and the Sikh Scriptures. Vegetarian Sayings of Jesus, Rumi, who is actually vegan, Rabia of Basra, and Bawa Muhayyadeen in Sufi Islamic sources, and a program that quoted the laws of Manu in Hinduism, one of the pharaohs, Pythagoras, and the Sringama Sutra of Buddhism, the world's oldest passages referring to being vegan. So great to be adding a collection of Buddhist passages today on the program. As I mentioned, this is a podcast that's three podcasts in one. Uh, occasionally I will do a program on Gnostic Gospels or Christian mysticism, Syriac fathers, mystics of the West. I've been doing some research on the Pythagoreans and Neoplatonism and probably will do a program or two based on their teachings one of these days. So there is a comparative religion element. And then, of course, most of the time, this is a satsang, a living mystic path in the world today known as Santmat, and its vast literature of the past and of the living present. Three programs in one. Today we focus on veg and vegan teachings in Buddhism. Actually, I'm going to start with some quotes from Supreme Master Ching Hai, based in Taiwan, who has a lot to say about veganism and the Surangama Sutra as well, one of her favorite texts. Supreme Master Ching Hai, vegan quotes, There is a voice always within us saying that we should abstain from harming others. And this voice is often suppressed due to circumstances and background. Otherwise, I think everybody knows vegan is, is the best for all of us and for the planet. The more people who eliminate meat and indeed all animal products from their lives, the more we have a chance to save the planet. And not only that, to actually restore our earthly home to her original grace and beauty and even more so, more than what we have known, more beautiful, more abundant, more peace, more gladness, 
than what we have known up to now. And this is from the book From Crisis to Peace, The Organic Vegan Way is the Answer by Supreme Master Jing, Supreme Master Qinghai. Make good karma, be loving, be veg, be green. Even if the world reduces greenhouse gas emissions, the planet will take time to recover from the gases already in the atmosphere. This is why it is necessary to focus on short-lived gases, namely methane. Organic vegan will produce a beneficial cooling effect as it will cut down methane and other greenhouse gases which are fatal to our survival. This killing of other beings must be stopped for humanity to evolve as a civilization. A true vegetarian diet is vegan. Most of the milk production causes suffering, first of all because the babies of the mother cows are taken away at birth, deprived from mother's milk and mother's love. They'll be killed as soon as they are taken away. Then the mother is forcefully hooked up to a machine that can cause tormenting pain along with illness just so that humans can take her milk. In a vegan world, there would be no more sad news about someone's child dying of brain hemorrhage or paralysis due to E. coli, the deadly bacteria which originally almost always come from farmed animals. There would be no more heartache due to deadly swine flu pandemic or mad cow disease, cancer, diabetes, strokes, and heart attacks, salmonella, Ebola. Humans die too each year because of meat and fish and anything related to animal consumption. Nearly 33 million people succumb to meat-related diseases annually through heart disease, cancer, and other conditions that claim the lives of more than 90,000 persons each day. It's the high time that the human race should rise to a higher level of consciousness. They should be noble, kind, and compassionate. Go veg, be green, do good. It's not just for the planet, it's for the whole human race, ennobling spiritual merit and quality. They should do it just for the sake of being noble. We have to turn back to our caring and compassionate nature inside our heart. That's very simple. We are that. We are compassion. We are merciful. We are caring. If we truly wish to see real harmony born between humans and animals and nature and heaven, we must be the harmony. We must live in harmony and act also in harmony, which includes the act of eating harmoniously each time we come to the table. Making a vegan choice is thus a true advancement in the evolution and goodness of our humanity. And then we also know that like attracts like, goodness attracts more goodness. As we share this compassionate truth with others, not only will our own humanity be further uplifted, so will the world's. Change the world by changing ourselves. Also from Supreme Master Ching Hai. It begins with us. Since time immemorial, evolution always begins with the individual. If we want to change the world, we change ourselves first. 
now, even if the government forbids smoking or drinking or drugs, but if people individually continue, then we have not made much difference. So now we have to change. The more people who eliminate meat and indeed all animal products from their lives, the more we have a chance to save the planet. And not only that, to actually restore our earthly home to her original grace and beauty. And even more so, more than what we have known, more beautiful, more abundant, more peace, more gladness than what we have known up to now. And there will be more incredible inventions to come if our earth restores itself, leading a life of compassionate, merciful, and peaceful existence with all beings on this planet. Some quotes I've extracted from the writings of Supreme Master Ching Hai, including from the book From Crisis to Peace, The Organic Vegan Way is the Answer. And you'll find a link to a free download of that book in the notes section below if you're hearing this podcast by way of YouTube. Also in the notes section below at the YouTube channel is a link to my e-library, which I recently updated. I updated the vegan vegetarian ahimsa section, adding many key quotes and links to all sorts of books, diversifying it, adding more Buddhist material, a link to Apollonius of Tiana, a Pythagorean, and a vegan from the past, our spiritual heritage, our lost spiritual heritage of the Western world, Apollonius of Tiana, a link to Orphic communities and lots of interesting passages and quotes there. I added a quote from Darshan Singh's book, Ja'a Inur, Pathway of Light. All living creatures seek a life of peace, so pass your days on this earth humanely. Even the heart that beats in an animal's breast knows sympathy, brims with love. So look on all living creatures with loving compassion. Bring to humanity's night the light of dawn. Bring to humanity's night the light of dawn. A passage to be found in a collection of Darshan Singh mystic poetry called Love's Last Madness. Pythagoras, as long as man continues to be the ruthless destroyer of lower living beings, he will never know health or peace. For as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. Indeed, he who sows the seeds of murder and pain cannot reap joy and love. And speaking of Apollonius of Tiana, I found a, a veg quote from him. And while I'm here on this page of my e-library, I thought, well, let's just share this. This is uh, something from a future podcast on the vegetarianism of the Western world. In this case, vegan. Uh, Apollonius of Tiana, Western mystic of antiquity. If any say he is my disciple, then let him add, he keeps himself apart out of the baths which seems to be some sort of cultural reference to decadent public baths going on in those days. He slays no living thing, eats of no flesh, 
is free from envy, malice, hatred, and hostile feelings, but has his name inscribed among the race of those who've won their freedom. Apollonius of Tiana, vegan from the ancient world, greatly influenced by the teachings of Pythagoras and the Pythagoreans. I've added uh, some Supreme Master Ching Hai quotes to this page, and there are quotes from the biblical tradition, the vegetarian saying of Jesus from the Syriac Aramaic Gospel of Luke, and the Clementine homilies, and just a huge collection of veg and vegan passages, and links to various world religions, and links to the writings of Keith Akers. Uh, lots there in the veg vegan section of my e-library. Just scroll below in the notes section for a link right to this page and it'll take a while to explore all of the material that's there. Speaking of YouTube, uh, YouTube does not send out email notifications now when someone has uploaded a new podcast. So again, if you're listening to Spiritual Awakening Radio by way of YouTube, click on the notification bell so you get notifications when a new program is uploaded instead of having to just check in periodically or, you know, I do post announcements at Sontmot1 at Instagram, Sontmot at Twitter, archived shows at Twitter, Sontmot Radhaswamy at Facebook, Spiritual Awakening Radio at Facebook, the Facebook page, for this program and so on. I do post announcements, but it's great seeing that notification bell activate when a new program is uploaded. You can also subscribe to this podcast by way of Apple Podcasts and so on, Spotify, all of the platforms for podcasts, all of the apps, Himalaya and uh, TuneIn. I, I like TuneIn a lot. That's a great source for podcasts. Google Podcasts, you name it. You can subscribe that way as well. Now let's explore, let's delve into the vegan and veg teachings of Buddhism. Veg and vegan Buddhist passages. A huge treasure trove of Buddhist quotes, ancient and contemporary. A Zen master said, being a vegetarian makes it easier for us to increase our loving kindness and compassion. From a Buddhist publication called To Cherish All Life, we find this passage. Every individual who eats flesh food, whether an animal is killed expressly for him or not is supporting the trade of slaughtering and contributing to the violent deaths of harmless animals." Unquote. Norman Phelps in his book The Great Compassion Buddhism and Animal Rights says, it is a feeble compassion that comes up short where self-interest begins. And this quote 
Rather than encouraging apathy through submissive responses, let us deliver the message loudly and clearly that needless killing and suffering is wrong. That's a quote from a book, Ahimsa, Buddhism and the Vegetarian Ideal. In his final teachings before he physically left this earth, the Buddha foresaw that a situation would arise in the future where those speaking in his name would pervert his doctrine and encourage meat consumption. So here in this great Nirvana Sutra, he lays down his last will and testament on the matter. Quote, In no circumstances should one eat meat or fish, nor animal corpses found in the jungle, for instance, nor even accept from a donor a meal which contains an abundance of flesh foods. The very contact of other food with meat is deemed defiling and requires purification of the food by water. It is quite evident from all this that the Buddha in no way condoned the eating of meat and was keen for his monastic and lay followers to avoid the uncompassionate practice of meat-eating and follow the pure path of vegetarianism. In this we would be wise and benevolent to follow him. A quote from Dr. Tony Page from a book called Buddha Self. Some good stuff here. When we bring mindfulness to the dinner table, it suffuses the rest of our life as well. We become more sensitive to the well-being of animals, of the environment, and of ourselves and our families. We are more aware of the choices we make in all areas of our life. We enjoy food more, know that, while the obtaining of even plant food necessitates some suffering, the amount and kind of suffering is dramatically reduced when we leave meat off our shopping lists and out of our kitchens. We become more aware of how meat consumption feeds violence and anger. A quote from Kate Lawrence from a book called Mindfulness in the Marketplace compassionate responses to consumerism. Some great passages here, and in the notes section below, I'll share with you a link to these passages so you can get more details about the authors, the chapter, the verse, the book, the sources, the proper and complete attribution of all of these wonderful quotes. The eating of meat extinguishes the seed of great compassion, a quote from the Buddha. The Buddha's teaching leads us to the realization that we must always strive to harm no sentient being, human or non-human, whether or not it is in our selfish interest to do so. A quote from Norman Phelps, or Norm Phelps in a book called The Great Compassion, Buddhism and Animal Rights. Ultimately, the case for shunning animal flesh does not rest on what the Buddha allegedly said or didn't say. What does rest is our innate moral goodness. It does rest on is our innate moral goodness, compassion, and piety, which, when liberated, leads us to value all forms of life. It is obvious, then, 
that willfully to take life or through the eating of meat indirectly to cause others to kill runs counter to the deepest instincts of human beings. That's a quote from the book To Cherish All Life. This is from a book called Zen Master, Buddhism for Beginners. There are three ways of killing that we as Buddhists have to restrain, either by directly killing, indirectly killing, or rejoicing to see others being killed. Not only does this apply to human life, it should also be extended to all living beings. The eating of meat cannot in any way be considered to be helpful to the practice of the Dharma. Neither can the slaughter of animals be considered to be consistent with the Buddhist teachings of compassion, metta, ahimsa, and karuna, or contentment, peacefulness, and change, of loving kindness, or of the nature of the evocation of the enlightenment mind. The cruelties associated with the slaughter of the animal kingdom for human consumption, the pain, fear, and distress suffered by the animals in the entire process of being fattened for butchering, as well as the environmental disasters wreaked upon our planet through the meat industry are very well documented and should be understood by all who claim to be developing bodhicitta, the mind of enlightenment or who wish to, unquote. A paragraph from the book Ahimsa Buddhism and the Vegetarian Ideal. Meat eating and a compassionate religion do not go hand in hand. A quote from Ahimsa Buddhism and the Vegetarian Ideal. And in the modern world, this has never been more true. You know, we, we don't have an Irish potato famine. We're not motivated by scarcity. We have a choice. When it comes to economics, it's cheaper to buy a bag of kidney beans in bulk. It has a very long shelf life, as in years. It's fallout shelter food, you know, long-lasting, inexpensive. A bag of rice or some other grain the same, you know, a 25-pound or 50-pound bag in bulk. It's inexpensive. You can stash it in your house and not leave your house for months if you have water, <laughs> and you will be alive, you know. Uh, it, it's not a matter of great expense if you know what you're doing. Uh, and so if scarcity is not pushing us around and we have the luxury of choosing why not choose a non-violent, plant-based diet? Not only for the sake of the animals, not only to reduce our methane and carbon footprints, to reduce climate change, but to lower our blood pressure, reduce diseases. We're not giving up anything by giving up meat 
other than cardiovascular disease, cancers, and other bad things, it sounds like a pretty good deal to go veg, be green, and save the planet, and save ourselves and our arteries in the process. If there is no meat eater, there will be no animal killer. A passage from Food of Bodhisattvas, Buddhist teachings on abstaining from meat. One of the greatest obstacles to the birth of bodhicitta, the mind of enlightenment, in our minds is our craving for meat. Food of Bodhisattvas, Buddhist teachings on abstaining from meat once again. We can do no greater harm than to kill another sentient being. Killing is the ultimate expression of indifference to the well-being of others. All except in the most extreme circumstances cherish life in the contemporary hell of the modern slaughterhouse animals cry out and cower in terror when they realize their life is nearing a premature end. All beings, except in the most desperate circumstances, try to escape death from the book Vegetarianism. One is not a great one because one defeats or harms other living beings. One is so-called because one refrains from defeating or harming other living beings. A passage from the Buddha in the Dhammapada. Max Muller translation. finally today, the final passage on today's program, Buddhism cannot be true to itself until Buddhists resolve their ambivalence toward non-human animals and extend the full protection of their compassion to the most harmless and helpless of those who live at our mercy in the visible realms. A quote once again from Norm Phelps from a very good book that has a lot of great quotes in it called The Great Compassion, Buddhism and Animal Rights. If you'd like to receive a link to these and many, many more quotes from Buddhism, scroll down in the notes section below if you're listening to this Spiritual Awakening Radio podcast by way of YouTube for a link to this treasure trove collection of Buddhist passages. And also a link to the Veg Vegan section of my e-library, recently updated with many quotes of the East and West and links to all sorts of very wonderful writings about how to be vegan, make peace, and create a more enlightened atmosphere for our own spiritual practice and for the whole atmosphere of the planet 
What's good for one is good for all. The microcosm or the macrocosm. Peace, nonviolence is the way. You'll find a link to the e-library below. And if you're listening to this podcast through some other app or podcast site or venue, send me an email. I'll be happy to send these links to you. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There is a link to PayPal for those who would like to make any donation to this program. There are links to my blogs. There are links to social media, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, etc. All there at my website. And there's also uh, there are also our embedded players, podcast player and YouTube players embedded on various pages of my website. You can actually go to my website and uh, keep up with podcasts. That's another way, another venue. And there are links to various podcast sites that you can uh, hear this program on. Lots there at the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. And my email is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. This has been part one of vegan and veg teachings in Buddhism. There's lots more. There's always more. And I'm sure I will share with you on a future program even more of these great passages from Buddhist sources. Thanks for joining me. Tune in again for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. I will leave you with a quote, a very powerful quote, from the tradition of the Pythagoreans. A Pythagorean saying quoted by several ancient sources. A light, meatless diet sharpens one's spiritual perception while a diet containing meat weighs the soul down. <laughs> <laughs>